My name is Belinda Granger and I'm the professional liaison for Challenge Family. I'm also known throughout the triathlon world as being a bit of a mother hen to the pro athletes. Of course, given the current circumstances, I've been thinking about the athletes a lot lately. So we came up with the idea of Coffee Calls with Belinda, which basically gives me and you an opportunity to check in with them all and see how they're all going. So welcome to the official Challenge Family podcast. I think it's time for a coffee. Okay, and welcome back to a Coffee Chats with Belinda, although I should say it should be Wine with Belinda because I'm actually talking to Dylan McNeese from New Zealand, and of course it's nighttime here, well, 5, 5.30, almost 6 p.m. at night, and Dylan, I think it's three hours ahead for you, is that right? Yeah, it's almost 9 p.m., but I, um, I'm having oh. a beer, I'm having a beer, so oh, it's definitely not that coffee. That makes me very happy, <laughs> that makes <laughs> me very happy. Well, of course, it's supposed to be coffee calls with Belinda, but uh, we have nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with having a wine or a beer if we're doing the interviews at night. So welcome, Dylan, and thanks so much for um just, uh, coming to talk to us today, obviously, haven't seen you since Challenge Wanaka back in February. Little did we know back then what was about to hit the world. No, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, I, I just can't actually think where the last couple of months have gone. Um, I saw quite a funny sort of note come through the other day, which was something along the lines of there's been 97 days in March. It just feels like it's been an endless month. <laughs> <Exactly>. and uh, <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's crazy how what's, what's happened over the last couple of months. Oh, I saw that same one too and I couldn't stop laughing. And I actually had to ask Justin the other day, uh, are we actually in April yet? Because I was starting to think we were never going to bloody get there. It was just going to be March for the rest of 2020. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feels like that. Now, listen, obviously uh, you're in Christchurch, based in Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand's a little different to Australia. I think you guys are doing an absolutely superb job. You've gone into... Uh, what you've called full lockdown. Can you just explain to our listeners out there what exactly does that mean? Yep, so I think it was about a week ago, basically, the government said from tonight onwards, whoever's in your house, that's tonight, that's your bubble, and you're not allowed to leave that bubble. So you're not allowed to go driving or um, sort of any just unnecessary travel. So you you can go to the supermarket. um, You're allowed to do some exercise in your local neighbourhood. But other than that, you just have to stay at home um, and only associate with the people that were in your house on that first night. And this is for at least four weeks at the moment, but um, by all accounts, it might sort of be maybe six, maybe eight weeks. Yeah, Right. And and, uh, it seems to be working because, I mean, looking, obviously I turn the news on every morning, as depressing as it is, and it looks like New Zealand is, it's, I mean, I don't like to say, but it looks like it's under control as far as um, the cases, that, the new cases that seem to be popping up. Um, and you, obviously, you know, we love your Prime Minister and we actually want to steal her. Um, but she's, it looks like Jacinta's doing a really good job. Yeah, she is, yeah. They acted quickly. Um, and I think New Zealand in general, we, we accept that this is what we have to do. Um, I guess you're lucky when you can see other countries and see how they reacted and maybe what worked and what didn't. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, the country's kind of getting getting in behind it, which is probably the most important thing. Absolutely. And and so to clarify, uh, are you allowed to actually go riding on the road? So as long as you leave through your front, obviously front door and don't get in the car, are you allowed to go out riding on your bike, um, yep, say a two, three-hour ride? Um, you can, but you'd probably you have to stay within a five-kilometre radius of your 
of home. Ah, so, okay. Um, that, oh, that's, right. I didn't that's realize. The, that's the general guideline. But people okay. do kind of do, you know, like Mike Phillips, for example, where he lives, he lives up in the hills and he can be sort of almost in a country road within a few minutes kind of thing. So there's, wow. you know, there's a, a few little things you can get around. But um, right. if you live in the city centre, then you can't just go riding here, there and everywhere. You mm. kind of got to stay close to home. Um, okay. I'm, I'm really lucky. Annabelle and I live by a forest, so we can be sort of at the forest within a hundred meters. Um, and it's, you know, I can do like a 90 minute to our run loop around the outside oh, and beautiful. there's, um, there's mountain bike tracks and stuff. So we're pretty lucky here, but in general, you got to stay, uh, pretty close to home. Yeah. And obviously you can't meet up with, you're not supposed to or not allowed to meet up with someone like Mike Phillips, who I know you do quite a bit of training with. Um, that's not allowed. No, not allowed. So I also live close yeah. to Andrea Hewitt, who's the, um, you know, the New Zealand Olympic distance athlete and, of course, um, do a little bit of training with her and her partner. And they just live a hundred meters away as well, but we're not allowed to, mm-hmm. uh, not allowed not to meet allowed. them either. Ah. So, yeah. Right. Well, we've we've got the new rule in Australia now is two people, so not including family. So we are still allowed to meet up with one other person uh, as long as we do keep that social distancing of one and a half metres. But I know that quite a few of the pro athletes up here uh, are able to go out and ride with one other person as long as they they do keep their distance. Same with uh, swimming. I know Melissa Halshilt and Beth McKenzie are still meeting up I think two or three times a week to go sw- uh, open water swim training down at Noosa Beach, which is still allowed. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that we're we're probably we're a few steps behind New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, and so it's we've had it a little easier. Whether it's for the best or not, we're you know I'm, I'm not sure. I, I sort of wish that we had have gone into full lockdown like New Zealand uh, has done. But um, every every day we seem to wake up and there's one more one more uh, step towards that lockdown. But um, we've just had the parts of the Noosa National Park closed today, all the, all the main trails. So we're not allowed to actually go in there anymore because they just were getting too crowded. Because have you noticed, I mean, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we've noticed here, particularly in Noosa, that now that people are still allowed out to go training, so many people are walking and running and out exercising and not just athletes. So I'm talking about everyday people that think, well, this is my only opportunity to get out. So I'm going to, I'm going to take it. So a lot of these trails that used to be quite like bare are now really full. So it, as great it is that it, it, the people are getting out and training, it's so, so bad for us because now <laughs> they're starting to be closed down. Yeah. Well, our, our forest is usually pretty quiet, especially uh, during yeah. the day, but, um, yeah, I've noticed there's a lot of people out and about now, which is great, obviously, to see people out and exercising and keeping healthy. But um, I guess it kind of almost goes against what we're trying to achieve. Trying um, to achieve, yeah. Everyone yeah. seems to be mixing and mingling in the forest. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, I'd, yeah. honestly, I'd prefer people got out and were healthy and um, true. You know, done, did that instead of staying at home and, and probably being quite miserable. That's true, and yeah, exactly right. Now you were one of the lucky ones, if you, if I suppose we could say, because you were lucky enough to get two really good races in this year in Challenge Wanaka and also Ironman New Zealand. Both races were held in spectacular conditions. I mean, I, I was obviously at Challenge Wanaka, and then I watched Ironman New Zealand all day long, and they were picture perfect, both of them. So really, really lucky to get both those races in. Um, how did both of those races go for you personally as an athlete? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I love both those races. It's yep. just racing at home is awesome. So, um, 
and yeah, to have the the days we did was was pretty spectacular. And I also actually raced um, the Motatapu Off Road Triathlon, which is the week ah, off. fantastic, week, yeah. Week, week after Ironman, so uh, oh, I was really brilliant. lucky to get three races in, all in perfect weather. Um, oh. I yeah, I think people that know me know me will know I've been struggling a little bit for the last couple of years. So I'd say that they were actually positive the races. Um, yeah. But I am getting older, so I don't have all the time in the world to keep trying to get my issues sorted. So, uh, to be honest, BG, I was just happy to be, be out and racing. And, um, yeah. you know, I really, I really enjoyed them, both of them, even though the performances weren't really there. Um, you know, racing at home, like I say, is just awesome. So I was, I was happy to be doing that. And just for our listeners, Dylan, um, I know you've been struggling with an injury for quite some time now. Um, what exactly was an injury. I know you definitely got, for our listeners' uh, purpose, I know that you actually had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And ha- how's that all gone? So I had the, the same surgery I think you had, right? The, um, yes, that's correct. E- the endofibrosis of my of left external, external iliac artery. Um, yep. So I think the surgery was relatively successful, but it's been, um, it's more been the complications post that, just post, the, uh, yeah, yeah mm. the, the sort of the core issues. I might even have like a bit of a, a hip issue as well with my labrum, which I had on the other side. Um, so it's, it just sort of feels like a combination of maybe we didn't quite fix the, the blood flow issue. Um, and now there's nerve issues, muscle issues. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just, uh, you know, I really did roll the dice with the surgery. I wasn't, I was racing well before it. Um, but I knew I had this sort of lingering feeling that something wasn't quite right for my legs. So, quite right there, yeah. So yeah. I just said, um, the surgeon said, uh, why don't you just retire kind of thing? And I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, stuff that. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, for me, I wanted to be 100% or or not, you know, or nothing basically. And uh, unfortunately, it seems to have sort of turned out the, the wrong way. But um, yeah, I think things are slowly getting better, but like I say, I'm I'm getting a bit older and got other things I want to do. So uh, yeah, I was just happy to be out and racing um, before yeah, I guess the the storm hit. Yeah, and and honestly, uh, the particular injury you had, it, it is it is a fairly daunting procedure as well. I know when I had it quite a few years ago now, um, I was one of the lucky ones that didn't have any complications. I did have a small complication after surgery, and I had to actually go in again. Uh, the next day to stop some bleeding. And I know Melissa Halshilt has had several complications from the same surgery. Uh, Lizzie Blatchford, uh, Maxine Sear, just to name a few of our top athletes that have had it. Um, there's, it's actually quite, uh, a, quite a lot of athletes around the world that have had that surgery. And it's been mixed, a mixed bag of the athletes that have got through the other side. Okay. And those that are still having complications. Um, and it is, yeah, it's, I know when I was diagnosed with it, it, the hardest part for me was actually the diagnosis because no one could tell me what was wrong. But like you, I had that lingering feeling in the back of my head that something was not right. I just kept losing power in that one leg, uh, but had every test known to mankind and just could not come up with a solution or a, a reason for it. Yep. Um, and then I finally did. But yeah, pretty daunting surgery. And it's yeah, I don't envy anyone that's been through it. Now, I know that I've got the same issue in my left leg, um, but again, when they said, oh, you could actually probably get surgery, I'm like, not a chance. And I obviously I'm not a pro athlete anymore, so I don't need to. Um, and so I just put up with the condition. Every now and again I can feel it, but I don't care. I'm not going through that surgery again. So I understand exactly what, what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, um, I wouldn't have done it, that's for sure. But 
at the time it was I you know like I say I wanted to be the best I could be not just absolutely not yeah. just there so uh yeah it was a it was a, a risk worth taking back then and um hey I'm still able to move and run and and swim and bike so I can't uh, I can't complain too much no that's true and you and you definitely got three of the best events all year <laughs> in um Maratapu off-road marathon and, and obviously that's a whole weekend of of different running events uh off-road triathlon and mountain biking and I have done it the last two years, and that is by far the most spectacular off off road marathon I've ever done, ever yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, it's incredible. That's inc- incredible. It really is, and you oh. know they they only open it up once a year that 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 track, so um it's it's pretty cool to be able to get through there, and oh. uh, even more so yes. now when we look at the um the, yes, the environment yeah. we're in. So yeah. Oh, definitely. I know it's a privilege, that's for sure. So Dylan, obviously. No racing now for the foreseeable future for anyone, which is quite a quite an eerie feeling. I mean, it's obviously one that none of us have ever had to experience before and hopefully never have to experience again. Uh, so what's the plan for you moving forward from here, though? Or what was the plan supposed to be moving forward? Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, I was going to be going to Vietnam 70.3, as you know. Right, um, yep, of and course. really looking forward to that. Annabelle, my partner, was going to come. She wanted to try and get an age group spot for for Taupo. So, um, and we'd actually planned to sort of come um, come as late as we could to the race, and then stay on and have a little look around. Um, so, for us, that was pretty gutting. But you know, it's all part of it, I guess, at the moment. Um, and then, honestly, post that, I hadn't really made any plans. Um, I'd say I'm kind of in a semi-retired state at the moment. Um, I haven't really made the announcement. Um, so, you know, I wanted to race out the year a little bit and just pick some cool races if I could. But, to do, uh, yeah. I guess, um, well, uh, fate, I guess, has kind of put an end to that. Made that so, decision. Um, yeah, made that yeah. decision for you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, honestly, I've just, uh, I've kind of just taken this in my stride and, and figured that, uh, you know, I think we're all guilty of not really having enough time off. Um, as athletes no. and so uh, I'm just I just figured it's a good chance to just actually wind down a little bit and and just sort of do what I feel like and not force things so um, yeah and plan it could, plans be, it could be a very like good for, thing yeah yeah exactly and if if we do the big if if we do end up getting some races at the back end of the year so you know obviously we're all living in hope and we're all looking at uh, races trying to be um brought back around September, October, maybe not till November, December. But if that was the case, uh, would you be looking at trying to do some races at the at the end of the year before retirement? <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, you know, like I say, Annabelle, I think, would still love to race a world champs at home at Taupo. So yeah, of we, course. Would, we would have a look around. Um, it all depends how long things go, I guess, and uh, I know what yeah. kind of shape I find myself in at the end of, end of everything um because you know at the moment we're only you know i'm riding sort of you know i can do an hour maybe an hour and a half max on my mountain bike without kind of repeating myself over and over too many Uh, times yeah 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 and then so i'm not and i can't swim um i go for a surf but even surfing is a little bit frowned upon at the moment Um, okay yeah so you know if, if this drags on for eight eight weeks or more then uh yeah, it could be a long road back. Um, but, in, yeah, in true. the middle although, of winter. Although, although let's let's be honest, you could take a year off swimming and still smack everyone's butt. <laughs> I mean, you're one of the greatest swim- best swimmers in the world in triathlon. So, <laughs> I don't think it'd take you too long to get that particular leg back to back to uh, where it yeah, needs to be. 
Yeah, maybe, but um, uh, you know, you can't win. Definitely can't win the race in the swim. And um, swim, no. I do, I do obviously have uh, a Swift account and stuff. But uh, my TT bike's actually still at my brother's place, uh, and my road bike's uh, got a broken derailleur. So the only, oh no, so you, only, so you only can't bike get option that bike? I have is mountain bike. Uh, I probably, uh, I probably could, but at the moment, right, it's just my yeah. excuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll keep to it. Oh, don't blame you. Look, obviously, um, I'm very close friends with with Luke McKenzie, Luke and Beth McKenzie, and they had they had a reasonably similar plan to you. This was going to be their their swan song and their their last year, and of course, their big race was going to be Challenge Roth in July. And of course, we just had the recent announcement that that race um, has had to be cancelled, which was probably that's when it really hit me that we. That, this year was really going to be different because that's a race that you just think is invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of the great biggest races in the world. And so to hear that that has had to be not even postponed, but canceled till next year, I think that hit home very, very hard with a lot of athletes. And so Beth and Luke, you know, this, that was supposed to be their last f- full distance event. And they had a few that were going to do challenge Gerardsbergen and a few others. And I know you've done challenge Gerardsbergen in Belgium before, which is an awesome race. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, it's really good. And, um, there's a good chance that obviously that race won't be going ahead uh, either. Um, and so, yeah, they're really a little bit lost and they're just in this holding pattern. So they're still training, but they're finding it very difficult to do anything of substance because like all athletes, if we don't have something that we're aiming for, it's very, very difficult to keep things on track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, we really need goals and I think that's one of – you know, to be honest, that's one of the biggest adjustments we make as professionals probably going to a, a normal life is mm. not having things to focus on and then we kind of fall off the bandwagon. So, you know, yes, maybe, yes. maybe in, maybe in a way this is a good sort of test for when we are retired. Like, like you, for example, I think you're a pretty amazing, um, role model for just staying active and staying healthy, you know, once you give up that yes. professional side of things. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at it in the way of it's good training for after after professional True. sport and uh maybe for for beth and luke they can maybe try and look at it like that too but uh yeah roth being cancelled is just pretty gutting um yeah. just like you it re- that's what really hits home when when uh when big races like that get cancelled so um yeah we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and hope for a quick recovery i guess absolutely now i really wanted to talk to you uh, quite a bit in detail about the PTO, um, Pro Triathlon Organisation. Um, obviously, you've, I'm not sure if our listeners out there realise just how much of an input that you have had. I know you and Rachel Joyce and Tim O'Donnell, um, you've, you in particular, you've been there since day dot, since the very, very beginning. Um, and you're, people, a lot of people don't realise, I mean, we all know you're a great athlete and you're a, one of the best looking athletes out there. We always talk about that, Dylan, but people don't realize you're also one of the most intelligent athletes on the circuit. And you've had a huge amount to do with this organization and getting it off the ground and continuing it um, to, to move to move forward. And obviously, you know, they've just been amazing in the last couple of weeks when they've just made it that payout to the top 100 ranked athletes. Um, what are your thoughts with the PTO um, and where do you see it going uh, the future. Yeah, um, I just want to add in that we've also got Scott the Philippus, Sarah Pian Piano, and Meredith Kessler. Also, we've I think we've been there from probably the beginning, and it was actually a challenge initiative that kind of got us started way back in um, 
Bahrain in 2014. Bahrain, that's right. Challenge Bahrain, true. We had a, I remember the first meeting we had was a bit, uh, probably hit and miss, I'd say. Um, but it was pre race. And then we organized another one and had, had another meeting post race. And basically from those meetings, the, we first formed the PTU way back in, uh, 2015 and then rebranded a little bit to, um, the PTO. But, um, yeah, it's been a pretty amazing journey, and to be honest, for the most part, um, all we did, the original board members, I'd say, was just, we were really just present, you know, we just, we didn't disband or anything, we just kept sort of communication up and keep kind of plugging away at different things, um, and we're really lucky to get Charles Adamo um, on board somehow, um, probably in, I think it was 2016, he came along with some uh, great ideas and great enthusiasm, Um and so, yeah, we just kind of threw every, all our support behind Charles and did what we could. And, um, yeah, it's really cool to see just in the last couple of weeks, just everything kind of come to fruition. And, um, and, uh, Charles will never take credit for this, but he was a real big instigator of, um, just paying out the bonus now, just saying, look, we have really no idea what's going to happen with racing. Um, this money yeah. is going to get paid out anyway. Let's just get it out there now and, and give some athletes some, some um certainty financial, i guess yeah financial yeah. certainty going forward and um you know that's you know money's one thing of course that we want to sort of improve in the sport and uh not just the top guys we really do want to make sure it trickles down and um help support a lot more athletes and um make it a lot more viable for everyone um but yeah we've got lots of other sort of initiatives we want to get sort of kick start that aren't necessarily monetary based but just help athletes to sort of help themselves you know with their marketing and uh and their outreach and their sort of public appearances and stuff so um and of course things like travel insurance and um Mm -hmm. and health insurance and stuff so at the moment to be honest it's been a bit sort of been one uh one thing after another the last sort of couple of of months since the launch Uh, so uh we're just trying to get our ducks in a row and um and yeah, get people signed up, make them feel a part of it, and uh, yeah, just keep sort of moving on, I guess. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, the Collins Cup that was going to be held the same weekend as the championship that was looking like it was going to be one hell of a spectacular weekend of, of triathlon racing. And I know that everyone from Challenge Family was extremely excited, and by all accounts, it was ready to go. Um, and then, of course, coronavirus came along and threw a spanner in the works there, uh, but. I still think that the, the Collins Cup will be back next year and it, and it will be successful and it'll be an, a really exciting event. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we have it, – it's definitely going to be – well, as long as everything's sort of back to normal next year. Um, normal, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the Collins Cup <laughs> will hope. be on. We we have a, an amazing backer and Crankstart and Mike Moritz. Um, it's not just a one-year thing, you know, like there's – there's enough support there for three years, and um, and Mike's Mike's idea is much longer term, more more longer term than that. So, um, Which is it's really yeah. it's quite amazing um, to have to have found Mike and and that level of investment and belief, I guess, in the athletes. Um, but the Collins Cup, yeah, that's uh, again, that's kind of like a Roth thing. It's it's absolutely gutting because um, mm-hmm. it's been you know the Collins Cups, the idea has been around for a few years, so. Um, but at the same time, it gives the commercial team, like they were really scrambling. They were working big hours to get, get really that hard, off the yeah. ground. Yeah. And, um, and now kind of, I guess, and if there is a sort of a, um, a positive to it, they, 
they, they silver get lining. A, yeah, the yeah, silver lining. They get a good year to really nail the execution and the um and the coverage and things like that, which is going to be super important to to making it successful and then ultimately the uh the whole PTO successful. Yeah, exactly. And of course, one of um my favourite races from last year, which was the first time to the event, but I know you were there the year before. Um, and one of the main reasons I wanted to go was because you, you'd so, said so many great things about it was uh, Daytona, Challenge Daytona at the end of the year. Now, there's a race that is still looking positive. Now, of course, we can't be certain, but it's um, not until December. Uh, and I know it's a race, and after talking to everyone in the team over in Challenge Daytona, they are still looking to have that race at the end of the year. Uh, could that be a race that you could possibly do i know you were going to do it at the end of last year but a little bit of an injury um you were still there of course but um you weren't able to race but is that something that you could possibly look at doing this year yeah definitely i'll be i'll be there i hope i'll be there um yeah. i think i told you an email that air new zealand's planning on being a domestic airline for this foreseeable future so that's that's a yes. bit worrying but um yes no if yes. there's if same there's, with Qantas. yeah if there's flights i'll be there for sure um bill the the race director is a, a good friend of mine, and that's a really long story. But um, I've been really lucky to to go there the last couple of years, and uh, I'll definitely be there and racing if I can be. Um, if you it can, might just yeah. it might just be the ten k run with you again, BG. But good, um, <laughs> I need you. You, you. you get me to new PB. It's great. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, if I can be there and racing, I'll, I'll happily be there. And I think Annabelle's actually keen too, so um, that that should be fun. Yeah. And yeah, hey, it could be. Could be a really big and amazing event if um, there's nothing else on, and and just exactly, the, um, you know the, the facilities there and the and um, the setups just, you know, for them it's easy to upscale. It's such a big venue and a cool venue, so um, fingers crossed at least Daytona's still on. Exactly, and um, I just wanted to ask you because obviously, you know, I said New Zealand's quite strict. It's 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 gone into lockdown. It's going. It's a lot more strict than say Australia. Uh, I think people here in Noosa, a lot of the athletes we still have it, and when I say easy, whether that's the right thing or not, but they do. They Really, for an athlete, nothing much has changed. Um, it's eat, sleep, and train, really. Uh, apart from the pools being closed, but then, of course, it's still warm enough for us to swim in the ocean. But mentally, Dylan, how? what are you now? Are you in week two of lockdown? Yeah, week two. Week two um, of possibly four to six weeks. How are you and others feeling mentally? I know when we um, were organising this call, you said Thursday would be better because Fridays you organise a Zoom call in with your mates, which I think is just freaking brilliant. Um, and I think a lot more people are doing it now. I know one of um, uh, one of the girls that Justin coaches who's in Austria and they've been in lockdown for I think 21 or 22 days now, uh, very similar lockdown rules to New Zealand and they actually get dressed up. So I think, you know, every, once a week they get dressed up and they have a Zoom call and they're all on the, and they, you know, they have a drink and, and these are great coping strategies. So can you just, for our audience, what are some of the things that, how have you been feeling, first of all, mentally on the mental side of things? And what are some of the things or strategies you've been doing to stay sane during this time? Oh, yeah. Um, it has, it is a bit boring at times, isn't it? But, um, I'll, yes. I guess, oh, yeah. I guess I'm pretty lucky in that the PTO is quite busy at the moment. Um, we're trying to really ramp up sort of, um, just getting our mem, all our membership stuff in line. Um, and then the payments is quite a big sort of process of making sure we've got everyone's bank details and stuff. So I've been well, that's, kind of, that's busy. 200 athletes, isn't it? 200 yeah, athletes. Yeah. Yeah. 200 a lot of athletes. athletes. So yeah. 
you know, wow. being busy there, which has been really helpful. Um, and then lots going on, I guess, elsewhere. Um, but to be honest, my, my kind of saving grace is just if I'm just struggling I'd, or, you know, battling just to be inside, I just get outside and go for a, a jog or a, a mountain yeah. bike, um, go for a walk. Um, I'm allowing myself to have a beer or some wine at night just because it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a holiday at the moment. Um, Absolutely. No, I agree. But to be honest, BG, I think, um, you know, I'm only a week in. Um, yeah. It's, well, sort of in the second week, it's not too bad. At the moment, the sun's still shining. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we go and if it is four to six weeks. And, you know, if you're in the middle of winter, that'll be tough, I think. Yes, um, yes, couldn't yes. Get I totally agree. So I just, I just think, um, yeah, people just need to stay in contact with, with each other and, and just do, do, uh, do new things. I know my parents were saying they were using Zoom today for, um, like the first time in their lives to chat to their friends and have coffee. Yep. So, um, everything's yep. kind of changing. And yeah, tomorrow's, uh, Friday night, even though I've seen that other sort of meme going around about the, um, there's actually no days anymore. It's just day. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. It's probably my favourite. They're favorite. all the same. Yeah, I love yeah. it. But, um, yeah, Friday's the, the pub night, so um, we have we have a group call with my mates and from my, lo- my local mates and we have a beer and um, shoot the shit, That's I guess. Awesome. And, uh, I yeah, we just, we're just doing whatever we can, just like everyone. But, you know, I really encourage just exercise. I think it's going to be a massive contributor to better mental health, um, especially through these these sort of – yeah, stuck at home time. So, um, yeah, just get out and stay active. I think, and just at yeah. the same time, don't don't overdo it. No, I, look, I totally agree. A couple of mornings I've got stuck. Um, obviously, with the time difference to from Europe to here, I get up in the morning and I've got an over overflowing inbox, and I've not gone out training. And before I know it, it's ten thirty, and I haven't done a thing, and I'm just in a rut. And it's just the worst thing I could have done. And so I'm with you. I think get up in the morning. Get out, get something done. Even if even if it's just thirty minutes walking the dog, it doesn't matter. But something active, because yep. it just sets you up for the for the best day after yep. that, regardless yep. of what's going on in the world. Routine as well, and um, like I I just wrote myself a little training program on um, training peaks. You know, just to almost yeah. force force me to do things. So it's only like a, it's a ten hour training week when you've got all week. It's not that big, I guess. Um, and yeah, just it'll just force me to. To, to have a bit of a routine but you're right if you if you know you're someone that if you don't get up and get something done and it's going to weigh on you the rest of the day then the rest just, of the day that's right just yep. get, get up and get it done um uh, my i don't have a gym here obviously where where justin and i live we're lucky we've got a pool in the backyard that we can use and we've got a, a reasonably big backyard but i don't have any weights per se and i know my sister um has a little gym set up in her garage and at first I wasn't sure whether I should go over and use it because we're allowed to, of course, she's family, but she's not someone I live with. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister, the way it works, she's on property and up the front end of the property my mum and dad live and down the back my sister and her partner live. So I, I, every Thursday I go over there and I do a weight session with my sister and I do it as much for myself as I do for my sister. I know she probably wouldn't do it if I didn't go over and I probably wouldn't do it if I didn't go over there. So we're helping each other, but it's just such a weird sensation. I see my parents from a distance. I say, hello. Um, I, I called out throughout that when I was leaving this afternoon, I said goodbye. And, you know, not being able to give my mum and dad a hug or a kiss, it's just, we're a very close knit family. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Annabelle's the same with her. You guys are the same with your families. 
Um, and it's just such a weird sensation to almost like I'm saying goodbye to, to a distant, you know, colleague, not yeah. to my actual parents. So, but I'll take that over. I'll take that over not being able to see them at all any day. Yeah. Well, my parents live 100 meters away as well. So, um, same deal. And yeah. we're not allowed to, not really allowed to see them or, you know, crazy um, go inside and and mingle so um it's, oh, it's pretty no. crazy but yeah i think it's a great idea if, if you guys are allowed to meet up and just stay in pairs then you know you yes. should make the most of that or if you can't just give your friend a call and force each other to go for a, a run or a, a walk right. or something and just um yeah i don't think it's going to be easy for anyone so we just gotta no yeah help no. each other and get, get through it as best we can what I am missing yeah. is, is good coffee, and I see you've got a good coffee machine oh, at home. Oh, I know. So. We're so lucky. <laughs> that was <laughs> hey, We struck gold with that one. It was, the funny story behind that is obviously Justin works for a coffee roaster, clandestino roasters here in Noosa, and we had a, 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 a pretty good coffee machine, but it broke down. We got it fixed, but in the interim, it was going to take two weeks, so in the interim uh, where Justin works, they said, well, we've got this big fancy, and I, when he brought it home, I'm like, oh, my God, I need a degree to use this. Or I need you at least to be home to make it for me. But he, he took me through a few tutorials and I'm actually, my coffee art is a disgrace, but my coffee making is pretty good. And now, of course, I don't want to give the bloody thing back. And we've, we've had ours back for a week and a half now, but we have, we've <laughs> left it in the box. And so now we're just going to keep it for as long as this lasts because you're dead right. It's, um, it makes really, really good coffee. Uh, we're still allowed to get takeaway coffees here. But oh, right. um, so that yes, yeah, but it's it's fairly strict, uh, and you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to dawdle. So you're allowed to put your order in, you pick your coffee up, and you leave. You're not allowed to hang around at all. So I often I do a I do a seven k loop walk run with my pups, my yep. dogs, and we yep. finish there. I grab my takeaway coffee and off we go. So it is still nice to be able to get that. And so on some days, Dylan, that's my only socialization apart from with my husband, yep. um, who gets home in the afternoon, talking to the. My friends who own the coffee shop, that's it. So, you know, I savour it, but um, it's only yeah. for, it's only for about three or four minutes and then I'm gone again. So very <laughs> well, that's, strange. That's pretty cool. I mean, um, even at our supermarkets that have, you know, cafes in them, the cafes are closed. So it's, oh, it's, it's literally so essential, yeah, only essential Ugh. services, uh, food, right, yeah. medicine, doctors, basically. And uh, yeah, yeah. But hopefully that means it just, we stamp it out quickly. You nip it can, in the butt. That's right. Yep. That's right. I agree. Yeah. I, I honestly, it, it's almost like Australia's taken that they're just doing. Oh, we don't think Australians will handle it because you know we're a pretty rowdy bunch. <laughs> so we're just gonna we, we're just gonna wean them off all the good stuff one by one until eventually we get to your stage. Um, yep. But sometimes you know it's it's just best to just nip it in the butt, cut cut ties immediately, and just deal with it. So uh, I heard our our prime minister say today that get used to this life for the next six months. And I'm like, six freaking months? So uh, I think, yeah, I'd rather take, you know, yours four to four to eight weeks, that yep. approach, rather than yep. what we're doing. So let's see. But it's um, it has been interesting. Don't you think it's been interesting to see the different countries around the world and how they are coping with it? You know, obviously every country is completely different. I know uh, Taiwan and Singapore have been two countries that f I don't know what they're doing exactly uh but they seem to have just got it under control from yep. the get-go yeah pretty amazing yeah it's interesting um i think they they've said sort of that it could be a, a heat thing so it doesn't go too well mm. in really hot climates um which i think is why new zealand is 
trying to crack down on it now because once straight winter, away before once, winter, yeah, yeah, once winter kicks in, um, it'll be nasty, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's real. It really is interesting, and I don't think anyone really has any idea where it's where it's no, actually going to end up. Um, it's pretty pretty scary in a way, but um, I hope for well for us, I guess personally, if uh, if we can nip it in the butt like you say, then um, hey, I'm pretty lucky. We're we're pretty lucky here. We've got a pretty cool country to explore. So if we're we do. if we're yeah. shut down in New Zealand, then that's that's not too bad. But um, no, that's true. Yeah, so it'll true. be crazy times. It is. Now, listen. I'm going to get a little bit personal because obviously it wouldn't be wouldn't be a talk with BG unless we got into some <laughs> personal stuff. Um, you and Annabelle. So Annabelle is your beautiful partner, of course. And you've been together for a long time now. I think not ever since I've known you, but pretty pretty much. I mean, I might have known you from uh, maybe a year before, but you've been together now for how many years? Um, I reckon I met you at was it Challenge Monica the first year, 2013, yep, that I yep. did it. Um, yep. So I met Annabelle end of end of 2013. So you're right. Okay, um, so that's right. I've got a good memory. Far so out. yeah, I, I don't know how many. <laughs> How many years that is? I think it's about six. I think it's a lot. Um, it's a lot, Dylan. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, good. Hey, I'm a I'm a triathlete. You know, we don't make all the money in the world, and um, <laughs> you know, oh, is this going to be your excuse? I, maybe I, I feel, yeah, there might be some. I feel like maybe there's some expectations there, so I need about to deliver. Oh, I love it. So, <laughs> but that is that that is the plan down the track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere down the track, do do yeah. we get engaged and married, or am, am I am she, I jumping the gun? She's probably listening in the next room, so don't. Good. No, yeah. We'll, we'll, don't give her any ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, we've got to, we've got to last this um, quarantine together yet, so maybe that well, would be actually, a good test. Well, actually, Dylan, this is a exactly this is the perfect test, and I think any any couple uh, that's uh, either not married or or just engaged, this is a very probably the best test of a lifetime. I don't. You're not going to get a test as good as this. If you survive this, then you're going to survive anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she actually rolled her ankle the other day, so that was not a good start to oh, no. quarantine. Um, so no running? No running? No running. Um, just a maybe. She's been on the, the, the trainer, I think, the first time today, so hopefully that's okay. Um, that'll, uh, that t- should pick things up because she would, she would struggle if she couldn't get out and, and do, do some exercise. Because, of course, for those uh, our listeners that don't realise, Annabelle's also a very, very good age group athlete has been for quite some time um and as you said definitely would love nothing more than to qualify for 70.3 worlds at the end of this year in um new zealand and i always say it wrong i keep saying i'm gonna say it the aussie way taupo but of course that is not how you pronounce it yeah taupo is it taupo pretty much i know i I'm terrible. It's a bit like us when we are Roth. And the funny thing is whenever whenever Felix, obviously the owner of, of Challenge Roth, whenever he's addressing an English-speaking country, he even says Roth, and it's just so funny because, of course, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit Roth. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's same with Taupo. I think it's just become the, the norm for um, non, non-New Zealanders to, to pronounce it incorrectly. Yeah. But, well, um, even, us, even us down south, we'll say Taupo. But it's oh okay to- so oh it's, really it's toe poor toe poor yeah oh shiver so do you get frowned upon being a New Zealander and still saying it incorrectly um well most New Zealanders probably say it incorrectly so it depends okay then it's okay but oh, I good. really we we really make an effort up in um obviously when in you're there poor but um yeah when you're just kind of kind of speaking just freely you know it's um you 
you usually don't catch yourself until after. So um, no, I think oh, we're all pretty it, chilled out here. It's not. It's not. Too you big are. Of, you are. Too big of an issue. I've always, I've always said, Dylan. Actually, you know, obviously, I go to Challenge Wanaka every year. And every year I come home and I, if there's one country outside of my own, outside of where I live here in Noosa that I could live, it would be on the South Island of New Zealand. And everyone laughs because I'm such a softie with the weather. <laughs> um, and they said, you wouldn't even last a winter in New Zealand, <laughs> which I probably wouldn't. But, you know, obviously the perfect scenario would be to do summers in New Zealand and then winters back here in, in Noosa. Um, one day I'm going to do it. One day I'm going to, I'm going to spend a good three to four months living um, on the South Island, somewhere down near Wanaka or Aerotown or Queenstown because it's just one of the most beautiful places on the planet for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. The whole South Island is very cool. I mean, the whole New Zealand's cool, but being a South Island, I'm, I'm a little bit biased. But um, Of course. Yeah, what you need to do actually is you need to accept that it's going to be cold and then you change your wardrobe so you, you just okay. dress. It's like, like living in New York in winter, you, you know, it's going to be cold so you have – you have cold weather clothes, I guess, and um, I think it's actually quite enjoyable when you you dress properly and it's it's cold yeah. in a way. So, um, but no, not a bad spot, and would love to have you, BG. So you're always welcome. Oh, good. It's, yeah, somewhere down the track, I think it's a it's gonna it's gonna be on the cards. I might just come over for Challenge Wanaka and not leave. That might be the uh, the way to do it. <laughs> well, listen, Dylan, I'm not going to let keep you much longer because I know it is uh, 9:30, 9:30 p.m. there now. Yeah, 9.30 yep. p.m., wow, wow. It's not, it's not that know, late when you're not doing much, to be honest. No, this is true. And that's actually that's funny you bring that up. That's something I've been struggling to get to bed early at night. Normally I'm a nine, I'm around this time, 9.30 p.m. I go to bed, but, you know, it's been dragging out to 10.30, 11. And, of course, you know, when you, when you throw Netflix in, um, yep. I've just finished watching the third season of Ozarks, and I honestly thought that that would take me to at least two to three weeks to get through, and I think Justin and I, Knocked it over in uh, six days. <laughs> not not good start. Not good start. Uh, so um, yeah, it's it's funny. And then of course, trying to get up early in the morning's been a little bit more of a struggle. And it is starting to get darker here in the mornings. Have you found that in New Zealand? It's obviously darker in the mornings than it, what it normally is. Yeah, yeah. I think we have daylight saving either ending or starting. I never know which one it is. Um, next weekend, which is Easter. Um, right. Which will give us a little bit more light in the mornings, but then of course it's oh, um, then it's dark, darker in the afternoon. Dark at yeah. five thirty six pm, which is always quite depressing. But hey, then you can go to bed a bit earlier, I guess. So um, true. That's everything true. has its positive side, right? I guess it does. But um, you hit the nail on the head before. You just out of all this shittiness that we're all going through, I think as long as each day we can take a positive, stick to a routine. Yeah, um, I really like your idea of. I think some people have gone out all guns blazing and have written themselves these crazy uh, training schedules that just are just not possible. Uh, whereas no. something like you have between 10 and 15 hours, which is, you know, still ticking it over, still maintaining, but still realizing that there's there's other things in life at the moment. So um, yep. I like your idea is the best so far of everyone I've spoken to. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, and, a, and a beer and a wine, a beer and wine at night. Absolutely. That's the reason I do. I train in the morning and the only reason I train in the afternoon is to justify that one at night. I keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, we, we really just don't um, give our bodies many opportunities to completely, no. you know, recover and rejuvenate. So, uh, you know, we may as well sort of take that take time there, I guess, if we can. And, um, yeah, just uh, – and, you know, it's not – I don't think it's actually possible, like you say, to do those big training weeks in situations no. like this. and just adds more stress to 
to your body and to your mind. It's exactly to an already stressful uh, situation right now. Yeah. I think we totally all also agree. underestimate how fast we can get fit. Get it. Um, yes. So yes. Um, you know, like you people be if they're fit and if they're fresh and healthy when they come out of this, they'll they'll be back up to um to full fitness and flying before they know it. So um, yeah, I guess just. Keep chilled out and don't don't panic and don't overdo things and we'll come out of it um, in a good way, I reckon. I agree. Totally agree. Well, listen, Dylan, I hope more than anything in the world that I get to see you uh, at the end of the year, sometime at the end of the year. uh, And that first beer we have together will be even more special than it normally is. So can't wait for that. Um, Can you give a big kiss and a cuddle to um, Annabelle from me to hope that ankle's better soon? Uh, Thank you very much for chatting. Um, And we'll um, take care and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, BJ. Thank you. Catch, Catch you later. Thanks for listening to Coffee Calls with Belinda. I really hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to continue listening and stay updated on our latest podcasts, then please subscribe. It would also be great if you could rate our podcast and leave us a review. If you have any specific questions you'd like me to ask the athletes, then please send through to the following email address, podcast at challenge slash family.com. The making of these podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful help of our great partners, Powerbar, Otso, Zone 3, Lubos Billick at LB Training, Sport No Limit Group and Velosoc. But for now, thanks so much for listening and I'll be back soon for another coffee.